Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will be discussing Deadpool 2 in depth and discussing the latest episode of Westworld. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how are you doing? I am exhausted, man. How are you doing? I am doing... Um, all right, well, let me... Let, first of all, let me explain the recording situation right now. Number one, I have a headache. So that's off the bat. We're just not flying too hot right now. We're not doing too hot right now. Number two, I'm recording this <laughs> on the floor of my little sister's bedroom. Because... <laughs> Because that's just, you know, that's where I am right now. <laughs> and that's how we have to do this. And it is what it is. But the good news is, Ozzy, you are back after missing two episodes. <laughs> so I guess we're in a good place in the long haul. Yeah, uh, by the way, sorry about that, guys. I don't know if, I don't know if um, anybody has explained this. No, situation. we have not, actually. Um, yeah, well, I've been in the process of moving to a new place. So... Yippee, hooray. Um, but I have been all over the place in terms of work and moving all over the place. I work um, pretty much all week, and I had to move during the week. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, thank God, you know, I have you know I have wonderful parents who, one, you know, my father, he, you know, he looked at the place and he told me, you know, this is a good place. Move with the landlord and, you know, I, you know, me, my, me and, uh, a couple of friends of mine, you know, we put it in a down plan for the place. And then, yeah, you know, we have our own place. And then, you know, I, you know, I had, you know, my parents, they helped me move in the stuff while I was at work. But, um, yeah, man, it's just been, you know, I've been trying to organize everything every day. I've been getting off of work and then also just trying to catch up with like all this TV and so on and so forth. So it's been, uh, it's been a heck of a long, uh, heck of a long journey for me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, also with some family problems along the way. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, I'm, it feels good to be back. It feels good to be back in action. Definitely. But um, I'm still exhausted. Yeah. So, there's that. Well, <laughs> that hasn't changed. Since we're talking about all this, I, we should get – let's get all the housekeeping and the house, house cleaning, all this out of the way at the top because I feel like I always forget to discuss everything that's, like, coming up, like, what's going on. And then I end up talking about it at the end, and then it's like half the people aren't even listening anymore because they turn it off after what they want to hear, right? So mm-hmm. let's just talk about it now. Um, in the next coming weeks, I'm going to be all over the place. I've got two different weddings I have to go to. One of them is in California. Uh, so I don't quite know what the recording situation is going to be like. Our schedule is going to be kind of all over the place as it's been for the past couple weeks. We're hoping... We are hoping that by mid-June, we will be back on some sort of regular schedule. I can't guarantee that that's going to be Wednesdays and Saturdays like we've been doing, but we're hoping that we're going to be back on some sort of regular schedule by mid-June. Bear with us in the meantime. Uh, Also, 
we are fully aware that the TV season for a lot of these shows are coming to an end. And I'm going to be honest, I fell behind on almost everything. So we will do some sort of TV episode probably a couple weeks down the line where we'll talk about all the CW shows, all that sort of stuff, once I catch up on that stuff. Um, And also, (laughs) again, we are well aware that we have fallen way behind on movies and we're not keeping up with a lot of the major releases as we should be. Um, I know that there was more than Deadpool that came out this past weekend, uh, and look, the honest truth is, I have a lot of family stuff going on right now, I can't keep up with it, but we are doing our best, we will try to get back on schedule again, keep in mind mid-June, we'll try to get back in the flow of things around then, in the meantime, bear with us, And yeah, that is what's going on. I am so sorry, everyone, that this has been so crazy and that it will be crazy in the next couple weeks. But again, just bear with us. We're we're figuring it out as we go along here. Yeah, I mean, besides, I mean, mean, these are new, you know, we weren't dealing with these issues beforehand. (laughs) So, um, you know, it's it's a bit of a new, you know, trial and error for for everybody on the team. But, you know, we're going to get past it. We're we're hoping in June everything kind of clears up. And uh, hopefully, I know for 100% fact, July, we're going to be back on top. Um, But, yeah, everything should be fine. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and I know this sounds like a look, everything's fine. We're not fail like I, I know that sounds like that, but I, I'm serious. Like we're just this is a bit of a rough patch right now, but June is the goal. Mid June is the goal to get back on track with things. Uh Brianna, I believe, is gonna be a little closer this summer, so maybe we can do some stuff with her. I don't know. Um, and also we should shout out and thank the people who did fill in for Ozzy the last two episodes, Brianna on one episode, and then my brother Enrique on another episode. Shout out to both of them. Great job filling in. Uh, yeah. So I think that's all I've got in terms of housekeeping. Uh, Ozzy, do you have anything else you want to throw out there before we get into our spoiler review for Deadpool 2? Yeah, I just want to go ahead and thank Enrique and, and Brianna for, for filling in for me while I was away, uh, dealing with family issues and moving issues. Um, <laughs> but um, I also want to D shout out um, Enrique. Um, for those of you guys who really wanted to know my opinion of 13 Reasons Why Season 2, I was going to go ahead and do it, you know. And, you know, with all the stuff I had going on, I was still able to binge watch. 13 Reasons Season 2. So I'm done with it. I have been watched it, and I was going to go ahead and review it today. But since Enrique is only on Episode 3, I'm not able to review it. <laughs> um, you know, he called me. He begged me. He was like, dude, I'm on Episode 3. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. So if you want to blame anybody for not having a 13 Reasons Why Season 2 review right now, blame Enrique. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yes. <laughs> All right. Deadpool 2. Um, let's go ahead and get this started. Yeah. So, Spoilers. Yeah. We are going to dive into Deadpool 2. If you have not seen it, you might want to check out of it uh, and go back and listen to our spoiler-free review, which was the episode with Enrique. It was the last episode, um, episode 195. Creeping up on that 200. Ozzy, we got to do something for that 200. we got to do something. I don't know what yet, but we got to figure something out. Just yeah, saying. we got to. All right. Uh, but anyway, so uh, go back, listen to episode 195. That was the spoiler or spoiler free review with Enrique. 
this is the spoiler review. We are going to dive into the movie. We're going to spoil the heck out of this movie. So if you do not want to know any of this, then stop listening. If you don't care or if you've already seen it, then this is the episode for you. Here we go. This is your last warning. All right. So, Ozzy. What were your thoughts on this movie since we didn't even get your overall opinions on this movie? What did you think, Ozzy? Um, I really liked it. Um, I don't think it's as good as the first one, Agreed. but it's definitely darker than the first one. <laughs> um, which I mean, which is really weird that I'm saying it about a Deadpool movie. I was like, wow. Um, um, I mean, I did like it. I mean, again, Chris. I mean, uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds does an amazing job as Deadpool. Um, there's no really discussion there. I mean, he obviously kills his performances there. Um, I think the whole entire cast is absolutely amazing. Um, I think the CG just needs to be cleaned up just a little bit. Um, I'm not necessarily upset with the fact that David uh, Leach took over as director. I do still think that it is a really good movie. Um, and I do think that it is still a very good sequel to the movie. Is it as good as the first one? Probably not, but I am excited to see that there are new characters added to the added to the cast. Um, and yeah, I give it. I think I'll, I think I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a seven point five out of uh, out of ten. All right, uh, I believe we were in the same range. I don't remember. It's been a crazy couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, I believe we we're in the same range there. Uh, yeah, I. There were a lot of things in the spoiler-free review that I was like, oh, once we get to the spoiler review. So, here we go. I'm just going to jump to it. I really... The more and more I dwell on that end credit scene, the less I like it. And I really hope that it was kind of just like a joke-type thing, but I have a bad feeling it's just reality. Because one thing I really praised this movie for was I loved the story choices that they made. I really like the story in this movie, and I think they made some strong, bold choices where they killed Vanessa right at the top. And that's like, that was a huge moment in this character's arc and in this franchise. And I know that this is like, this is the fun, funny Deadpool movie, but... Doing that added some weight to this where it, it, I just, I really appreciated that moment. And then what happened in the end where they're like, oh, she's, you know, he time traveled, not dead. I, I don't know. It just, it kind of, def- it was like you created this beautiful balloon or something and then it's just deflated it in the end. I, I really didn't like the end credit sequence. What about you? Uh, I don't really care about it. I mean, because he's just, he's just, I mean, because I mean, he's Deadpool, so he's just going back. And and I know that's how most people are going to view it, but Um, for me, since I cared, I liked the story choices so much, I was really uh, bothered by that sequence. I mean, it didn't really bother me because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's Deadpool being Deadpool and Deadpool, I mean, even if, I mean, and that was just such a small montage of things that he did while he went and went ahead and time traveled. It's a pretty big thing, though. I mean, it's whatever. I mean, it's, I, it's, it's his I mean, love <laughs> bling or not dead. It's pretty huge. <laughs> I mean, all right. Of course, it's of course it's huge. Of course, it's huge. But um, but I mean, I don't necessarily. I mean, I don't necessarily think that she's. I don't necessarily think that she's dead. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't necessarily think that it's like a for sure. Okay. Uh, for sure, for sure thing. Um, because I mean, he was just doing a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and constant, you know, in context. So I just don't think that it's that it's accurate that he went ahead and did that. Mm-hmm. But 
was my opinion. Because I mean, he went back. He went. He went back to X Men Origins. Uh, you know, Wolverine Origins. Yeah. And killed and killed the uh, yeah, Wade Wilson yeah. there, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. It was. <laughs> he was able to get Hugh Jackman to do that part again. And Hugh Jackman was like, "The heck." <laughs> Look, um, if you're ha- if if that's true, then I will be a happy camper because I again I really liked those choices. Even you know the other things that he did where he like saved the rest of the members of the X Force. Like when they died, I was like, okay. Like number one, it was funny. And number two, it was like, okay, we're we're making some choices here. We're doing something different. We're being we're being fresh and. Then at the end, it's just like, oh, okay. I guess we're not being that fresh anymore. We didn't have the guts to stick to it. But I hope you're right. I really do hope you're right. So, uh, what, what, was there anything spoilery in particular that you wanted to get to first? Or you just kind of want to go through the movie? What do you want to do? Let's just go ahead and go through the movie, man. All right. So, the overall story with this movie is basically uh, Vanessa dies. Uh, that basic that really happens very much at the beginning of this movie. Um, well, I don't know because like there's this whole like him like killing himself thing, and then he kind of walks us through the whole plot or the whole like everything leading up to her dying. And honestly, when me and Enrique reviewed this movie, a lot of the stuff we talked about, a lot of the negatives we talked about were the first act of the movie. It was kind of slow. Not too much happened. Wasn't really as funny as the rest of the movie. Uh, I think this movie, the way the word I kept, or the phrase I kept using was this movie takes a little bit to get going. Um, and, and then once she dies and he's, kind of starts to try to figure out what he wants to do with this and how he wants to like quote unquote join the X-Men. So once basically once he like colossal comes and gets him, then I feel like the movie starts to get to get going. Um but we're getting ahead of ourselves. So she dies, he Colossal comes and he's like, all right, you're going to join the X-Men. He starts to join as a trainee. Uh, he does okay at first, and then he kills somebody. And they're like, uh, no. So he got thrown in prison with the person that he was uh, kind of trying to save uh, when he killed somebody. And they... he, uh, The kid this is a kid starts to um want to deadpool to kind of be his friend or be his partner or mentor or whatever deadpool keeps pushing him away and then cable shows up and starts trying to kill him and that's when he's like all right well i guess i gotta save this kid uh and then he starts to form the x-force they all die <laughs> um I, I, what what did you think of this first half of the movie where he where he starts to where Vanessa dies then he starts to try to join the X-Men that doesn't work out and then he kind of starts the X-Force what did you think of all of that uh damn I mean I was pretty I was pretty like you know cut off guard when they actually killed Vanessa I was like there's no way they're gonna kill oh (laughs) so um I just didn't think it was gonna happen um but I mean it happened I mean honestly from from the angle that from where the bullet went through I mean just from the angle I thought she got shot in the arm, but then like when they went and 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 you know actually pointed where the where the wound was, I was like, oh crap, she's <laughs> she's dead. Um, um, I, I just I just looked like it hit her arm just by how she reacted to it. But um, yeah, I mean I was completely I was completely taken off guard. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is 
this is like some deep stuff. Like, I can't believe Deadpool, Deadpool out of all movies is doing this. I mean, I was, um, I was just like, I was mind blown by it. Um, I really liked it when he tried to join the X-Men. It was really cool. Um, <laughs> it was fun. I, I he was a trainee. <laughs> Wearing the trainee shirt. <laughs> I, love, I, I love how, you know, how he was just like, why is it just always you and her? Like, where is Charles Xavier? Like, I, I keep, I love how he keeps mentioning that. Yeah. And then I love how, like, like uh, there was like a, like a, like a, like for just like a glimpse, just like a tiny second of like the entire X-Men cast just in a room with like slowly closing the door. Yeah. Um, one of so a, I, one of a couple of great cameos, Brad Pitt is randomly in this movie. It was like, there's some, there, there's just some strange moments where you're just like, what was that Brad Pitt? Um, anyway, uh, yeah, keep going. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there were some great cameos in the first afternoon. I, I mean, th- I mean, that was just laughing out loud. Um, but I mean, I really, I think once it got to the jail scene, it kind of slowed down with everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but once Cable came in, I mean, that's when I really started to love the movie. I mean, Josh Brolin continues to be a, 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 a freaking force yeah. in movies. Um, and he did an amazing job as Cable, I gotta say. I mean, I, I loved his performance as Cable. Um, and I, I do I, I do love the fact that him and him and Deadpool, excuse me, um, end up working together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do ultimately, um, I do ultimately love uh, Josh Brolin's Cable. I think I think he did a really amazing job with the character. For more on Josh Brolin, go back and listen to me and or Brianna and I discuss Josh Brolin and his career. Uh, anyway, that was one ninety four. Go check it out. Um, anyway. What what did you think of? We're just gonna kind of jump all over the place, to be honest. Uh, what did you think of Cable's decision at the end to use his one time jump to go and save Deadpool? Did that come out of nowhere for you, or do you think that was earned? I think it was earned because of the fact that you know he proved Cable wrong. You know, um, I mean, like he was able to. You know, try, you know, switch this kid's path, and not only switch the kid's path, you know, and becoming a, you know, begin, and becoming a villain in the future, but also save his save his family's life. So, I mean, I do think that it was earned, and I do think that the fact that he was able to do that, um, I think he, I think Campbell kind of think of you know thought about as like, I owe him, you know, like I'm in his debt basically, um, and if I go ahead and do this, um, you know. I don't know him anything. Yeah. So, um, I, I agree. I, I, I agree to an extent. I do think it feels a little bit out of nowhere. It's just like, it, it kind of happens. And you're like, what, what? And then they kind of do a good job of making you kind of accept it after the fact, uh, and in cables reaction. And they're kind of like back and forth after he saves him. I, I I did feel like they did a good job of making me just kind of be like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, when in all reality, it does kind of just feel a, a, a little bit out of nowhere, especially in the moment. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall, if you look at this movie as like kind of from the standpoint of the growth of this character from, of Deadpool, right? I think there's a lot of growth here. I, I really do think that the character develops in some interesting ways, and I think ultimately they did a they made a good choice, as jarring as it was to have Vanessa die at the beginning. 
I do think they made a good choice because it kind of forced them to, or it forced them not to lean on the whole Vanessa Deadpool relationship, which we already saw in the first one. They knew that that would be like, if they left her alive, that would have to be kind of, again, the focus of this movie. So they said, all right, screw it. Let's get her out of the way. And they did. And it kind of forced the char- them to bring the character in a different direction where he's got to have, where he's got to kind of grow in new and interesting ways using this kid who we can talk about. I really like his performance. And I think this actor is a very fascinating actor. And I, I really like their dynamic and the whole dynamic of him kind of just wanting this revenge and, um, then Deadpool kind of having to try to figure out a way to not shoot his way out of the situation, but convince this kid, hey, this is not the only way. Like, getting revenge is not the sole solution here. Uh, which is interesting to have Deadpool being the one trying to teach this kid this lesson. Yeah. I thought it was a really interesting decision, yep. but it was a unique decision yes. uh, on, on what they try to do with the character, which I liked. I thought it was a good decision. Yeah. On top of the fact that you also have this relationship with, um, uh, was Cable, excuse me, I lost it for a second there, with Cable that I also thought was pretty fascinating. So, um... Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of good stuff there. Let's talk Domino. What did you think of the introduction of Domino and her role and just power set in this movie? Dude, I loved Domino. I mean, I think she yeah. was one of the coolest characters. Just like seeing her just be in luck 100% of the time <laughs> was just so cool. Yeah. Um, I thought she did amazing. Yeah, I really liked her. <laughs> um I just I like I, they they can they constantly made fun of it like her power set of how she's just kind of ridiculously lucky uh, and I think they almost made fun of it a little too much it's like for comic books like is it really that ridiculous like it's silly yeah but is it that ridiculous and they kept going after it and I'm just like okay uh, but I think they portrayed it like really cool and it almost like conflicts you it's just like why are you making fun of this so much but then you make it look so cool uh, so <laughs> I don't know and I really obviously I really like um that actress she is in Atlanta and she is one of the best parts of Atlanta any episode that focuses on her character in Atlanta is one of the best episodes and I think she does a great job in this movie and I I'm very much looking forward to seeing her in more things and maybe in more X-Men type movies but who knows with this whole Disney deal if that's gonna happen and all that so but yeah, uh, I don't know. What 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 else do you got, Ozzy? How did you feel about Colossus? Oh, Colossus. Um, I really like his character. I I, I don't know. There's not too much that I. It's just I it's just simple. That I really like his character. It's true, know, man. <laughs> it's true. It's just like he's a really fun character. He's a really endearing character. And, I like how he gets like you can tell they they have set him up so well in these movies where he just he likes Deadpool like there's nothing to, there's not too much to it like he's just like yeah I I'm friends with Deadpool 
and he gets genuinely disappointed when Deadpool does what he does, where he, when he shoots uh, those cops or whatever. And it's just like you can feel that. Like I think they did a great job of just making you feel and try to understand. Like, like he he was really disappointed. He wanted to hang out with his friend. He wanted to he wanted his friend to be all right and to work with him. And then his friend goes and does something stupid and. He's just disappointed. <laughs> and then when Deadpool goes and he's like trying to get him back, uh, it's a great moment. Uh, I, I I think he's... They've done a great job of making a character who in previous renditions, in the movies at least, I don't know about the comics, don't ask me about the comics, but in, in the movies he's been a very like a kind of one note, like just kind of their character who they haven't really tried with to a character who you're just like, yeah. He's just a cool guy. He's a really, like, you're just, he's heart, uh, he's a heartwarming, he's almost the heart of this movie, uh, in a way. So, I don't know. I, I really like him as a character. Yeah, what'd you think about, um, what'd you think about, um, what's his name? Um, I gotta pull up this guy's name. I don't know. He was the, he was one of the villains in the movie. Oh, uh, Juggernaut? Yes. I, he, I don't know. For him, for him, it's there's not too much to that character um, in this movie, at least. And I don't think they've really dove into his character very much in these movies in general. The pre, the last time we've seen this character was in X Men: The Last Stand. I honestly was expecting more jokes about that. Uh, we don't really get too too much um, in regards to that. And there's something that doesn't quite make a lot of sense to me. Um, with his character. So he says in the movie that he wears the helmet to make sure his brother doesn't read his mind, which, okay, that makes sense. That is based on comics, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But he also just, like, he was in a prison cell, so they let him wear this helmet in the prison cell? Why? I mean... I don't know. That was just weird to me. Um, it just didn't make any sense. Like when 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 he said it, I was like, okay, then why are you like? They just said, all right, fine, you can wear the helmet. Why? Okay, cool. Um, I don't know. That that was that was a random weird thing for me. But it it had like I'm not saying that that's like a huge negative for the movie or anything. It was just something that I randomly popped in my head when uh, they said that. But uh, what did you think of Juggernaut? Uh, I thought it was good for what he needed to be. Uh, I wish it would actually develop his character because he's actually a pretty cool character. Yeah, there's not too um, much there in this movie, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I wish we would have just seen more action with him yeah. because, like, he's a he's like he's such a hard hitter. Yeah. So I'd love to see more action with him, um, and and you know, I would have just loved to see him just tear up tear up more um, with mm-hmm. everything that uh, with everything that was going on in the film. Um, Dang, man. I had this one really good question to ask you, and I totally <laughs> forgot what it was. I'm uh, so upset. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, who's your favorite uh, random member of the X-Force? Hmm. My favorite member of the X-Force. Excluding Deadpool and Domino, obviously. Why? Why are you take away Domino? I hate you. <laughs> because she's, I mean, everyone would pick her. She's the best. I, I, I'll say for me, it's probably, like, I think most people would say, what was a random guy's name who didn't have any powers? Peter was his name, right? Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I think most people would say him. 
I, I think I'm going to say Terry Crews just because he's Terry Crews. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Terry Crews. So anytime I can pick Terry Crews for anything, I, I'll pick him. Um, I really like him. I like the, <laughs> the invisible man person that they never, <laughs> that we never see. <laughs> it's just like, we just see the, like uh, the um, parachute, like just <laughs> floating. It's like, what? It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. Um, yeah, I I think his name I was like what Vanisher. That was the something like that. Yeah, I was gonna go and say I really also liked um, Dopinder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's so. I love how like he, he him and Deadpool were like having like a really emotional conversation, and then Dopinder goes, "I want to be," and Deadpool's like a you know like you know he's being sentimental, and he goes. A professional assassin. Deadpool's just like, dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else, or do you want to wrap this discussion up? We can go ahead and wrap this discussion up, guys. So this is our Deadpool two spoiler discussion, um, and yeah. Go check out this movie. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, it's easier to do uh, with something like Deadpool because uh, there's just a lot. It's, since it's more of a comedy. I don't Not more of a comedy, but it has a lot more comedic elements to it than any other thing that we do spoiler reviews for. It's a lot easier because we can just kind of talk about the jokes and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I was dying. at when, when Deadpool was dying, I was dying at the fact that they used the exact same soundtrack that they used when Logan died. <laughs> yeah, I don't true. know if you noticed it, yeah. but like it was the exact same thing. And like he was trying to be as sentimental as as um as Wolverine. And I was just I was just dying the entire time. I was I watched the movie with Dennis and I was like, Dennis, you know what the soundtrack is like because he's this is a parallel to, to Logan. So I absolutely loved it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for our discussion of Deadpool 2. So, yeah, that's what we thought of the movie and kind of what, like, when we dive into this movie, what jokes and moments stood out to us. And, yeah, uh, thanks for listening to this part of the episode. But we are going to move on and talk about the latest episode and, in all reality, the last couple episodes of Westworld. Uh, so, if you don't watch Westworld and don't care, well, again, thank you for listening to the episode. If you do watch Westworld and you're behind, you might want to tune out here, go catch up, and then rejoin us. If you are caught up, then you are in luck, because we are going to talk about the HBO original series, Westworld, and what's been going on. And, Ozzy, I did talk about this briefly on the last episode in our recommendations, I believe. I kind of dove into Westworld a little bit and talked about it a little last episode or two. But we haven't talked about Westworld really in depth for, some, what, episode two of this season? And what are we on, episode five or six? So what are you thinking of this season so far? I believe we did discuss episode three and four. I just don't did remember we? right now. I'm pretty sure we didn't. Okay. Because I remember to a degree because of uh, because of the timelines. Yeah. Still aren't clear. Um, what I will say is in episodes between five and six, we which is episode five, mm-hmm. Bernard, we see that that the we basically see that in his storyline, yes. the which which is what I'm ex- which is what got me kind of excited, mm-hmm. like to a degree because it's not all of the story at least. 
a part of the story we don't know which which is current, which is present, due to the fact that um, you know there's something internally wrong with with him being yes. a host right now. So he doesn't know. He can't tell which time is present, future. Yes. You know, like which is past and past and present, basically. I really so, like that as well. Yeah, I found that very interesting. So he's not he's unable to tell. Um, I think the time with Elsie is present, but I think everything before then is past. Um, but that's just my theory. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know because he has that moment when he's with Elsie that he kind of is kind of flashing back and forth, and he says something like, "You're not really here." So I don't know. I, I'm I, see. I think that there's when he is kind of because we know that he gets ultimately found on the beach by the like tactical forces or whatever right so i think that's probably the most present that we can get um in terms of the timeline here but ultimately like what whatever the timeline actually is whatever is present day or like as far in the future as we are in the show i'm just happy that they gave us some sort of reason for there to be a jumbled up timeline. Because my whole point when I was complaining about the timelines was there's no need for it this season. You you just have a cool story and there's no big twist here. But since they gave us a logical reason why it exists, I'm like, okay, cool, I can accept this and we can just kind of enjoy the weirdness of this show and that's that that's why I'm like I'm cool with that now. We're we're good. Uh so anyway. So before we even get to this past episode, which I believe you're right, I believe it is episode five, uh let's talk about episode four, Riddle of the Sphinx, because that is my favorite episode of the season so far. No, I'm I'm sorry. Episode five was the one that came on last week. Episode six is the one that came on this past Sunday. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Actually let me go ahead and see. Just just to be just to be clear, I'm going to go on Hulu <laughs> right now because uh, I want to make sure that I'm giving you the right information. I believe you were right originally. So episode five is the one that came out after. Was the one that came a week? Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. So you're so you're right. So you're right. There's yes. only been five episodes. Yes. So uh, let's talk about episode four, Riddle the Sphinx, really quick because it's my favorite episode of the season so far. We get some backstory on William and his relationship with his uh, father-in-law. That was so awesome. <laughs> William is so... Like, you see his progression as a character. And we already saw in season one him kind of descending into a little bit of darkness in his first view or his first visit of Westworld. But we see it even more in this episode. And I absolutely loved it. And then we get that big reveal that William's daughter was that girl that I liked from episode three that you did not like. Yeah, I I really, really liked this episode. Um, or episode four, excuse me. So did were you as on board with this episode as I was? Because I know I text I believe I texted you about this episode, if yeah, I'm not did. mistaken. Uh you what did. did you think? I agree. I mean, this is my favorite episode so far as well. I mean, this was, I mean, this, I love any backstory that has to do with William. I think the actor who portrays the younger version of William is just absolutely amazing. Um, And I think he just does an absolute amazing job just stealing, just stealing the screen. I mean, he has such, 
you know, he has such charisma with the camera. I just absolutely love it. Um, and, um, you know, just really seeing him really become the man in black. I absolutely love how they really filmed these scenes because, because you can tell even by the actor's hair, that time has, that time has been progressing. Um, like you can tell that his hair was getting grayer and all that he was getting older. Um, and then at the last shot, we, the last time we see William meeting up with his father-in-law was when he was, um, was basically Ed Harris at that point, um, becoming, you know, yeah. becoming the older version of William, um, which I just, you know, it blew my it mind. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, this is also the episode where we get a lot of, um, Bernard and Elsie and we get the reveal that she's still alive, which is another thing where it's like, whoa, you're paying off things from season one characters that were like, we thought were dead and we actually never saw her die. So it kind of makes sense for her to be one of the characters that they say, Hey, she's still alive. Um, so I was really happy just with this episode in general, but let's move on to this past episode because we really should talk about it. Um, and this is something that people have been waiting for for a while. As soon as we got the reveal that there was more than one park, I think people have been talking about this episode. People have been talking in anticipation for this. And that is the reveal of Shogun World. So, did it live up to the anticipation in your mind, Ozzy? No. <laughs> Simple and uh, to the point. No, I, I did not. Um, for me, this was... One of the slowest episodes in it the was entire very slow. yes. in the entire season. Um, I know it's supposed to be like kind of mind blowing that the guy used the same story. No, it, for me it was like okay, use the same story. It's lazy writing for from your part, and it kind of feels like lazy writing <laughs> from the actual show itself. <laughs> um, and, you know what I mean? Like yeah. So for me, I'm just like, oh god, like this is the same stuff. And then like we get sidetracked because, you know, she starts, you know, because Maeve starts to care for the other version of her character, and I'm just like, dude, <laughs> come on, like this whole adventure that you're going on is supposed to be so cool because you're trying to save your daughter, and then like there's this like side episode or whatever, and this is so boring to me. Like, I really didn't care about anything that was going on in here. You want to um, know my theory in regards to why this episode did not work as well as you would hope it does. Why? And that, my theory is <laughs> that now that we are in this season of the show, right, everyone is talking like, oh, Dolores is going to kill a bunch of people. Maeve is gaining sentience. Dolores is woke now. <laughs> like, all this different stuff, right? That's what we want. We want stuff about this rebellion, this uprising against humanity, or not, or not even that, or just like their ascent into higher planes of being. We want that stuff. So to get an episode where it's, we're back to the stuff of the majority of these characters don't know that they are not, that they're not human. And it's just like, what are we doing? I, like, it just feels, it feels like we're kind of taking a step back in terms of the progression of these of the story. And I think that it's moving forward now that we've had a lot of these big moments where Dolores kills a bunch of people, where Maeve kind of takes the strides that she makes. We can't sit. You can't give us storylines where these where hosts think that they're still human, where hosts do not hosts are not 
woke for a better term. You can't give us those storylines anymore because we are so far ahead of them in our thinking and our progression with the show that it just feels like, oh my gosh, like figure it out already. And I think the best aspect of this episode is by far anything to do with Maeve. Maeve is the... She is my favorite character. She is, in my opinion, the best character on the show. And I, I tweeted that out, and then I quickly tweeted after that I don't even think that's a hot take anymore. I think that's just kind of the truth. I mean, she is <coughs> such a complex and fascinating character, and I think there's a lot of great stuff within her character uh, in this show. And I really liked... <laughs> there's some cool stuff with her in this episode. And the cool stuff... Mostly has to do with the fact that um, she, she I, like she can control other hosts with her mind now. She doesn't even have to say anything anymore. Um, yes, please. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, so that's the coolest aspect to come out of this episode. And I think all the Shogun World stuff was just kind of like, okay, so it's just Westworld, but it's different. And they didn't really add anything cool to it other than the fact that Maeve got to wield a sword. So... I, I'm on the same page with you. I think that there's some good stuff that came out of this. I think the other Maeve, the other version of Maeve was fascinating, and it'll be interesting to see if she's going to be, quote-unquote, woke now, too. Um, but, yeah, overall, I, I was kind of disappointed with Shogun World as well. It's just, it felt like we were watching, like, a uh, just a random kind of samurai storyline but it's it's like that's cool in season one where we get a random west western type storyline because we're not we're, like how do i explain this it's just like i i don't know i i just i feel like we're so much we're so far beyond this point and the show was like hey let's have a random like in host in world storyline and it's like no we don't care anymore we want to see the big picture stuff and this episode was very much small picture i really didn't care about the stuff that went on with may this episode honestly and i know that like, it's a huge deal that it's like you know she can control people without having to command them but honestly just due to the fact that the main episode was just surrounded in the small storyline i really did not care about anything that went on in this episode um I mean, you know, and it was annoying because, you know, you still had one of the human characters be like, you know, dude, I mean, um, I, like this stuff isn't supposed to be happening because, you know, it's it's not in the story, you know, which is, again, you know, I guess that the episode was trying to remind us that at the end of the day, um, oh, my gosh, you know, this is a story that's, you know, imp it's improvised at this point. Mm -hmm. But like. It just felt so self-contained, and I just didn't care about anything. Again, anything that was going on, just because I didn't like. We just met these characters, and stuff is going on. I have, yeah. I have had barely any time to get to know these characters. Why should I care for any of these characters? These new characters that you introduced me to, rather than besides the fact that they're different races and different versions of these yeah. other characters that we know. Like, it doesn't like it really didn't grab my attention at all. Um, mm -hmm. what about so for the, something that was so for something that was supposed to be like a huge moment, such as Maeve controlling people with her mind? I it, for me, I was like, okay, this is just another step towards Maeve being this way. Like there could there could have been a better execution, in my opinion. I agree for showing 
I, I just ultimately, I think the importance of that moment outweighs the surrounding elements. But ultimately, obviously, you feel the the opposite, where kind of the boringness or the mon- mundanity, if that's a word, of the surrounding yeah. episode kind of just overshadows the whole storyline, and that's that's fair. I completely understand where you're coming from there. What about the Dolores and Teddy storyline? That stuff I was actually really interested because, I mean, she's the one – because, I mean, we saw this episode that there was a body of Teddy. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely interested to see, like, why Teddy died, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm definitely, you know, interested to see how he got there. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested to see, you know, whether Dolores is ready to kill him or not due to the fact that, you know, one, he betrayed her. Technically, he betrayed her. And I really did like the dialogue that she said to him towards the ending of this episode where she was just like, Teddy, I had to figure out if I actually had feelings for you because my feelings for you were programmed. I don't know if I actually have feelings for you. So I really did like the fact that she was, you know, that she went ahead and said that to him. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, you know, as far as what happened to him, I'm really interested to see, like, how he reacts the following episode. Yeah. What did the reprogramming do is the big question. Um, as for the storyline as a whole, I was, I kind of felt exactly the same way of with the whole Shogun World thing, but it kind of like they had a point to it with this one, where it felt very much like a, oh, we're having a Teddy Dolores kind of love storyline here, and that's interesting enough i guess but it feels very much small picture because we know that they were just programmed to like each other and there's not anything necessarily real there and we're still trying to really figure out how much of what it's dolores is doing is programmed and how much of it is her own free will right so it felt very confusing but then ultimately the ending was basically saying look we we got this is for the greater good we have to just we have to do this we have to reprogram you you are a liability because you're programmed to be a good person and you're not fighting you're not beating your programming here when we need you to so dolores makes a decision and i think ultimately they had a point because the point was look in the greater picture you're your programming is not as important as what we're doing here. And you are not built to go beyond what, what you're, what we need, what we need you to do. You're not built to do that. And I need you to. So she makes that decision and it's terrible. Like to reprogram him against his will and program him to be, we don't know what, but what one can assume completely different than what he was. I don't know. We will see. Um, and they specifically say that this is going to be very dangerous because um, uh, he's not being fully reboot. Reboot. They're just reprogramming while he's on or whatever. So the, the pro- programmer said it was dangerous, and I'm curious to see where this storyline goes. Um, I think we would disagree in the fact that I'm still much more fascinated in the Maeve storyline because I am so in love with her as a character, but... Uh, I I think both of these storylines are solid. So yeah, I mean, I'm not like I mean again. I mean, Maeve is a really I mean she has a really interesting storyline. But again, I mean, what what what's going on with her character right now? I and mean, I really just didn't care for it just because 
just the whole story around her was just so mm-hmm. boring to me. I was just like, dude, let's just leave this world and let's just get back to what is actually going on. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, it did very, very much feel like a offshoot episode that <clears throat> didn't have as much to do with, cause we didn't get any really, we didn't get any William stuff. We got, did we get any Bernard in this episode? Um, no, I don't think so. We didn't get much Bernard. We didn't get William stuff. We didn't get William's daughter. There was no follow-up to that big reveal last week. It felt very much like an out-of-left-field, kind of of out-of-place episode within the terms of the season. And that's kind of disappointing coming off, like, what we were talking about, the best episode of the season. So hopefully they kind of course-correct and get back to the William and the Bernard stuff and incorporate this other stuff. Because, like I said, Maeve's a great character. Dolores' storyline is still interesting, and there's still a lot of questions surrounding Dolores. I think Dolores has the most questions surrounding her right now. Uh but just kind of incorporate everything together. Let's not just kind of don't have this sort of episode again, please. Like it's fine enough, but we don't need it. Yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope the next episode is way better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's all I got. That's all I got in terms of yeah. Westworld. Yeah. Uh, and for reference, uh, I believe this was <laughs> the lowest critic rated, um, episode of the season so critics weren't a big fan of this either so yeah so hopefully they uh this isn't a pattern (laughs) i I really hope not because like i said the last episode in my opinion the previous episode i mean in my opinion was incredible so i hope we get more back to that we need to get more backstory of william man because i think that right now for me that that is the most interesting backstory right now in Mm -hmm. my opinion I love what William has become, and I love the fact that we're learning why he is the way that he is. And to me, he's the best character on the show. Yeah. Uh, and I love how it all started with Dolores. Like, I think it was an episode, like, either, I think it was an episode three, mm-hmm. where you see him have that, you know, that dialogue with Dolores. And he was just like, you know, I don't even think I loved you. You just kind of taught me, you just kind of taught me how to be. And I just love that, that, that dialogue that he has with her. Mm-hmm. Um, in the room, so I mean, this is—he's one of—he's probably like my favorite character, mm-hmm. and I love every time I see the young William and obviously Ed Harris as William. I just—it's yeah. just so interesting seeing oh, yeah. those two um, play the same character but Definitely. at different ages. So yeah, loved it. All right, uh, well, Ozzy, I think we should kind of start to wrap this episode up, and you've been gone a couple episodes, so hopefully you've got some recommendations in the bank here. Ozzy, do you have a recommendation? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> um no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Um I, I mean I mean go ahead and watch Isle of Dogs whenever that comes uh, out on DVD. That was one of my best rated movies of the year. So whenever that comes out on DVD, you can go ahead and give that a shot. All right. Uh my recommendation is gonna be twofold. Number one, uh Black Panther, I believe, is out on Blu-ray now, and you should definitely get that on Blu-ray. Um and then also I'm going to recommend another podcast because, you know, I like to do that sometimes. And my recommendation is going to be The Wanger Show, which is on the Schmoes No podcast network. So you can find it by just looking up the Schmoes No on 
uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever, whatever your podcast app of choice is. And they are a bunch of really funny guys that do kind of movie stuff, but mostly they just kind of mess around and talk for about an hour. And it's really, uh, it's a great show. And I actually called it in one a Black Panther Blu-ray. So uh, it all ties together and you can see why these recommendations are coming together. And then also... Uh, Copster, who is one of the head of people over at the Wanger show, has said that he will be on the podcast at some point. He will join us on this little Screenfellows podcast at some point. So, I will hopefully try to work out the logistics with him at some point, and we'll try to get that in the works. So, definitely go and check them out, and then hopefully Copster will be on this very podcast soon enough. All right. Well, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shiri456. And make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and, of course, our website where Brianna is doing great stuff over there. And, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And, um, again, we're going to try to stick to uh, as close to the schedule as we can moving forward. But... Things are going to be crazy, so we can't guarantee anything. But again, keep that middle of June area in your in the back of your heads for when we will hopefully get back to a schedule, a firm schedule. Sounds good. And you guys can reach me at Ozzy. I'm sorry, Castro Ozzy on Twitter. And if you guys have any TV recommendations, any movie recommendations, feel free to email me at Ozzy.Castro at screenfellows.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. I still need to write that in my, you know, <laughs> little thing, by the way, just so I know what it's called. But Apple Podcasts and Google Play or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Also, check out the website. Check out the YouTube channel. Guys, this is Screen Fellows. Screen Fellows.